Welcome to the Sultans of Slam for November 11th, Remembrance Day 2020. Yeah, here we are. I have planned this just so uh, that after you listen to me review last week's AEW Dynamite and pay-per-view full gear and talk about their video games that they have just announced, that you will already be able to go watch this week's edition of AEW Dynamite. Your host this week, uh, myself, Lee. Listen, uh, I work in the video game industry. Uh, which is having a very busy week, believe it or not, with so many AAA games coming out, two new consoles launching. It is insane. Uh, we decided at some point here uh, we're going to push Public Beta Podcast back to this Friday. Reed will be picking up a PlayStation 5 on day one, which I will not. This will allow him to get a couple hours in, uh, hopefully give us some of his first impressions of what he'll be playing there. And uh, let me uh, get some time in with some of the games uh, I've been playing recently as well. So that's all well and good, but speaking of games, what a perfect transition. Uh, let's talk about AEW and their video game uh, thing uh, they did on Tuesday night. A little bit of a gaff. Uh, so basically Kenny Omega with a Steve Jobs-esque black turtleneck, that's the joke, introduced the game uh, and said that he's been looking forward to this for two and a half years. After a brief recap of All Elite Wrestling, Omega said he wants games to be fun to pick up like NFL Blitz and NBA Jam. He then showed early footage of a fake pixelated title and then said fans want something more uh, to be like No Mercy. Uh, so he's saying all the right things, sure. Uh, we then get actual footage of the game, which is coming uh, to current and next-gen consoles. Uh, that uh, Next-gen consoles until they're out, which is right... It's happening right now. So, current next-gen is now current-gen. Current-gen is now last-gen. Uh, we see uh, Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega face off before intergender footage of Hikaru Shida facing off against Omega as well. Uh, it will be developed by Yukes. This is very interesting. Uh, Yukes has worked on WWE titles since, like, WWF SmackDown on, like, the PS1... Uh, most recently, WWE 2K19, uh, and then handing off those games to their, their predecessors. Uh, that's not the word I was looking for. Uh, handing off those games to another developer and kind of getting kicked to the curb there. And the whole thing out of Ukes all these years has been, hey, we're able, we'd be able to make a really great pro wrestling video game. We have ideas, we have things we bring to the table each year, and WWE just wants the same old 2K simulation year after year. So... Uh, it's amazing to think that after uh, that less than two years ago, we sent shockwaves to the professional wrestling industry with the launch of AEW, and now we are rolling out our new revolutionary games, said Tony Khan, CEO and GM of AEW. We uh, make a point to listen to our fans, and we know uh, that a rejuvenated and immersive gaming experience is critical to the overall wrestling experience. It's going to be cool to see our fans enjoying a next-gen console wrestling game that actually implements their feedback. This is just the beginning of a new era of gaming for wrestling fans around the world. Listen. This is, it all sounds well good. It all sounds, I mean, if they if they book this video game, so to speak, as they do their pro wrestling, then yes, me, the disenfranchised wrestling fan, also the disenfranchised wrestling video game fan, uh, I'll, I'll, I'm lining up, like straight up, Ukes, you know, let's, let's all look at a Dean Ambrose, uh, now John Moxley, and that guy being on, uh, you know, podcasts and stuff like that before kind of AEW was really getting going, and saying, you don't know what I'm capable of if I wasn't being held back, so to speak. And then he goes out in AEW, he becomes the champion, he cuts some of the greatest promos of the year, and really puts his uh, money where his mouth is. I'm hoping Yukes has a similar 
John Moxley arc here where holy shit, Ukes can make a fun to play wrestling game. Listen, like it it doesn't have to look photorealistic. It can have an, uh, it just needs to feel good, and you'll know it when you play it. And uh, all the best to them. Hope to see more of that game and and what they have planned. It, it's cra- like they are not the size of the company that that WWE is. This is very very interesting. Uh, who they ultimately get to publish that game and stuff like that is is very interesting to me. And if it's 2K, uh, it, it's, uh, it's Japan, eh? Like Sega wouldn't do it because they have Fire Pro technically. If they ever go back to Fire Pro, who would publish this game? Uh, to me, it's a Namco Bandai uh, or someone like that with Ukes. I'm gonna. That's that's the smart money there. I'm gonna say. I was gonna say like, oh, like EA because it's it's you know WWE has 2K. Maybe EA or or someone like that would want to get in on the uh, sports quote unquote. But I think Namco Bandai is the answer here. I, it could have already been revealed, and I just didn't even look it up. So fuck it. Uh, the other game that was introduced by Audrey Edward, Edwards, uh, who is uh, helping to make the mobile game with uh, crystallized games. It's called Elite General Manager and has players signing wrestlers and acting as a GM for the brand. And it will release in 2021. Um, Audrey Edwards has a background in launching video games, if you didn't know. Uh, she talks about that a little bit on the Jericho podcast she was on, so that all makes sense, and, uh, that's a cool, uh, moonlight job, uh, for, you know, something for her to have, uh, you know, background in, and to also be involved in this company is, is a boon, like, it, it, like, this could all be great, I mean, mobile games aside, the, the, is, uh, finally, uh, Cody Rhodes revealed AEW Casino Double or Nothing is coming this winter to phones, uh, unfortunately, this will be the first AEW video game offering. It will feature AEW-branded versions of slots, blackjack, poker, and roulette, along with AEW music, sounds, videos, wrestler, virtual avatars, gift packs. AEW Dynamite on TNT, Wednesday, November 4th, 2020, Daily's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Also my wife's birthday. Happy birthday to her. Uh, we're going to do a quick recap of this, and then uh, I, I wrote my own notes for the uh, for the full year show. Uh, but let's kind of, you know, let's let's take a look at the go home dynamite and see uh, see where we ended up here. Uh, Chris Jericho opened the show here. Uh, he cre- gave credit to Jake Hagar for winning his MMA fa- fight last week, which is described as one of the sloppiest MMA fights or something like that. MJF interrupted the champion. Jericho pointed out that MJF's killer instinct is in question. Oh my gosh, Jericho called MJF soft. Uh, MJF and Wardlow defeated uh, Ortiz and Sammy Guevara here. Uh, Ortiz and Sammy Guevara looking to basically take MJF out so he cannot compete and therefore join the inner circle on the pay-per-view on uh, the weekend. Uh, yeah, this is kind of 40 chess here, having just watched the pay-per-view, obviously knowing where all this kind of stuff goes. Uh, but th- this was great. Uh, nice to see an unorthodox team of Ortiz and Sammy Guevara. I like when they mix match guys like that, uh, especially in AEW where they they don't do it that often. If you're a tag team, you're a tag team, and you fight with your your tag team member. And there we go. Okay, uh, after this match, MJF uh, dove on uh, on on Jericho. There was a bit of a scrum at the announce desk. Jericho's also on the announce team tonight, and he is excellent. He is very very good uh, at working the announce desk as a color guy. He is he he seems say what you want about Jericho. He seems to be uh, up on what all the stories are. Sometimes even better than the regular announcers are. He's putting over the the crucial things in the past. He's very good at this. Sit down with Kenny Omega. 
Uh, we have Kenny Omega is uh, in his fake house with a dog that isn't his for an interview with Tony Schiavone. Uh, Omega patted himself on the back for fighting replacements and not uh, taking buys in the tournament. He gave faint pause uh, praise for Hangman Page. Uh, Omega believes he is destined to beat Hangman, win the tournament, and win the AW World Championship. Miro uh, defeats Trent here. Miro dominated with power for the most part. Trent had a shining moment uh, that made me believe he could win with a Tornado DDT and a strong running knee. Miro kicked out of the cover. Trent uh, slipped on the springboard attempt and Miro kicked him in the face. Uh, yeah, Miro's looking good, strong here. Uh, you know, like I said in the last episode, I'm not huge on the character of Miro. Uh, I like him as a personality, sure, but this gamer bent with Kip, I, this best friends uh, feud with with these guys is is going to continue as well. We get to sit down with Hangman Page. Jr. interviews him, uh, questions Hangman on his drinking and stuff like that. You know, Hangman admits that he is nervous, although he does know all of uh, Omega's moves and you know should be able to counter them. And stuff like that. Team Taz is angry as hell that they don't do not have a match on full gear. Uh, Taz says he wants to talk to uh, Tony Khan about it. Uh, Tony Khan couldn't talk to him, so he's going to do it right here on the television show. That Brian Cage and Ricky Starks both have two outstanding records, uh, and that uh, these guys should be featured. And he's and he's not wrong. Uh, but also, you know, this card is already so fucking stacked. Uh, we do need to see some more high-profile Brian Cage matches. And and Ricky Starks, to be completely honest with me, uh, with you, rather, uh, seems like a really excellent wrestler uh, and promo, but we don't see a whole ton of it on Dynamite. I mean, his day will will come, ultimately, right? Just take a little sippy here. A little bit of the bubbly, as it were. Payback, Sammy got revenge on Hardy with a twist of fate on the stage. I'm warming up slightly more toward the, the Elite Deletion, thanks to Sammy's aggression, says this recapper. Uh, that match was absolutely crazy on the pay-per-view, and we'll get to there shortly. Uh, Young Bucks here defeating Private Party. Um, yeah, pretty much what you would expect out of this. Uh, just just a little something to sell the uh, injury to Matt heading into the pay-per-view and stuff like that. Uh, we get Eddie Kingston and John Moxley with a face-to-face -face promo. Of course, Eddie Kingston cannot lay hands on John Moxley here as they talk. Uh, the subject of Kingston's mother comes up. I, you just have to see this. Uh, this, the way this is framed, the way these two men go back and forth. By God, uh, could they not do more in terms of promos on selling you on this rematch? Uh, and it's just wild to think that these guys met already in battle over this championship uh, after Lance Archer uh, w was out with COVID, and that they could build up another match like this. Obviously, this is the, for reals this time, here's the promos, here's the angle we knew we would do if we ever fought each other in AEW. And, you know, having seen the whole package here, really, really well done. Pack, Pac, Pack, he speaks, he's alive. There's many of him, he's going crazy in isolation. Uh, apparently, the issue with Pack is that they can get him into the United States, and he can be on Dynamite. And they can put him up in a place like, like Kenny Omega is with his fake dog in his fake house. But uh, Tony Khan has, has stated it would be very difficult to, for him to get back home afterwards should he want to. So I believe on Dynamite tonight, which has already happened as you're listening to this, uh, Pac did return. So either they figured something out or Pac will be living in the United States for quite a while. At least they sorted out that whole president thing. Uh, maxed out Natural Nightmares uh, will wrestle Blade and Butcher next week on Dynamite. Uh, Bunny threw QT Marshall's maxed out credit cards in his face. The Meat Man attack QT and Dustin Rhodes from behind. Simple and effective build for anticipation. I like that AEW's thinking ahead and isn't going cold into next week relying only on follow-up from Full Gear. In fact, they put over 
many matches that will be coming up on Dynamite on full gear. Why the fuck wouldn't you do that? Nyla Rose defeats Red Velvet in a bit of a squash here on her way to face uh, Hikaru Shida on the pay-per-view. Uh, we have Vicky Guerrero going off on Brandy Rhodes here. Uh, Brandy Rhodes apparently has been managing Red Velvet or like in her corner or something like that. All right. We get a rock and roll montage, the relationship recap of uh, recap rather of Hangman and Omega set to Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone by Cinderella, a song I have not heard since Travis, my shift leader at Staples, played it while we were cleaning up one evening and he introduced me to the band Cinderella. I'm like, oh, these guys are like a bad version of named four or five other bands. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, it's they got some bangers. This song was perfect for this. Uh, they should do, they could do more of this. I know they've done it in the past and stuff like that, but this was, uh, you know, sad, uh, sour grapes here for, for Hangman Page going into this pay-per-view. All right. Darby Allen moped over, uh, over to an automobile, broke the window with his skateboard, then ran over a fake Cody. Uh, that's what we get from the artistic black and white Darby Allen catalog this week. All right. Cody Rhodes, Billy, and Austin Gunn defeated... Colt Cabana, John Silver, and Ten here. Uh, this was interesting because you don't see a whole lot of the gun club on Dynamite, especially in a main event, especially with Billy Gunn uh, getting the pin and and winning here. So, cool. Anyway, uh, Cody closed the show with a promo toward Darby Allen, who was in the stands. Excuse me, that, that spicy, spicy bubbly. Cody claimed that Allen believes TNT doesn't want the sad boy as champ. Cody threw uh, that excuse out the window. TNT would love to have Allen as the face. Cody reminded Allen that he was the only one who went to bat in the AEW office to get him a contract. Uh, Cody reminded him that. However, Allen won't uh, be winning the TNT championship because he's not the ace. Cody is the ace. Bit of a weird befuddling promo here. Uh, but, you know, it's face versus face. You got You guys have fought a few times before. Uh, these, these men have history in this, in the short history of this, uh, this company. Anyway, uh, that was Dynamite. Let's move on to Full Gear. Why don't we? Uh, this was from Saturday, November 7th, 2020. By and large, a huge, uh, show. A great card, uh, from top to bottom. Well worth a watch if you can, uh, grab it if you like your pro wrestling. Um, yeah, this, this felt like like upward momentum, the pay-per-view. Like, a lot of hype, a lot of big matches, but a lot of implications coming out of these matches. You know, some feuds ended, sure, but the implications for the next batch of feuds coming out of this one, uh, I feel, is is more important than the blow-off here, which I feel like Revolution is, is more that show, is more the blow-off, the emotional storylines and stuff like that. You know, Revolution's gonna have... Probably Omega Moxley, or obviously it's that's like three months away. They have to do something. Moxley has to defend the championship before then. Does Omega and Moxley fight soon on a dynamite or something? How does this work? I don't actually know. Maybe it was answered on a show that aired before this podcast is even online. And the buy-in, uh, that consisted of the NWA Women's World Championship uh, match, Serena Deeb and Allison K. Serena Deeb defeated Allison K by submission to retain the title. Get hyped with an introductory video. Well done as they typically are. The card is run down once more. What a stacked card with tons of guys in the wings, uh, not even on this show. Or at least I thought. Uh, Jungle Boy, Cage, Starks, Archer, Brody Lee, who hasn't been seen in weeks or heard from. 
not even Dave Meltzer knows where this guy is. Uh, Brody Lee, if you're out there, let us know you're okay. And tag teams galore. That's the thing with the the tag team division uh, here is if they're not building up another feud with tag teams or stuff like that uh, on these pay-per-views, we, we're really only getting the one championship tag team matches when there's such an emphasis on tag teams, on Dynamite uh, especially, that uh, it feels like, oh, we're, we're missing some of these guys, like your Jurassic Expresses and, uh, and etc. Uh, your Lucha Bros and whatnot. Don Callis on commentary for this one, uh, or at least I thought so. I couldn't really decipher his voice from others. Uh, I'll take your word that he was on commentary. The final of the singles tournament, Kenny Omega vs. Adam uh, Page is going to start us off here. Kenny with an extended Justin Roberts intro and ladies brandishing brooms. Set looks good. Crowd sounds good. Let's get it on. Hangman refuses a handshake. Things are off to a frantic pace. The men dodging each other strikes with a chop con- uh, when a chop chop contest begins. Page with the upper hand eats a snapperana to the outside. The men trade advantages and near falls. No foul play here. Just some pro wrestling. Topecon hero from Omega to Page on the outside. Kenny selling a neat week here. JR references his interview with Page and how he knows how to counter Omega's offense, just as Page eats a first the uh, bleh, the first successful V trigger of the night from Omega on the ramp. Hangman looking for Dead Eye reverse chops from Omega. Hangman uh, replies with a massive power bomb. Rolls back in the ring. Pop up power bomb from Page for a two count. Excalibur reminds us that these men were tag team champions for 288 days. Tiger Driver 98. Hangman kicks out at two and three quarters. Suplexes Snapdragon. Massive lariat. Page hits the Dead Eye for a near fall hangman attempts a buckshot lariat omega dodges page uh, ends up on top of a rolled up omega for a near fall dragon screw knee hangman selling knee whiffs another book sh- uh, buckshot here uh two v triggers from omega omega hits the one wing angel and pings hangman one two three hangman will challenge the winner of kingston moxley uh for the aw championship uh this was like so the whole book booking of kenny omega is completely different like this is kenny omega uh, previous to this this new entrance and this new singles run of his, uh, you know, he would have given 50-50 in a match to fucking Joey Janela or something like that. Kenny Omega would be down on his knees. He'd be screaming. Uh, there's less of that here. And it makes it seem, uh, now that he's not doing that kind of stuff, that he, he seems like, you know, you can punish him a bit, but he's he is never down for the count. He is, he is right around the corner with a second wind, some V-triggers and a one-wing angel to put you away. And that was this Omega... Uh, who seemed dominant over Hangman Page. Uh, a great match. Really good. Uh, and I like Hangman Page, and I like the story they're telling with that guy. Uh, curious to see where they go from here. John Silver, a.k.a. 4, versus Orange Cassie. John Silver is a bucket of fun, I have written here. Cassie with some Cassidy shtick to start things off. Hands in pockets, posing with Silver. Shin kicks followed by a legit dropkick to level Silver. Silver tears the pockets out of Cassidy's pants. Definitely... A highlight of this match. Uh, listen, uh, credit to John uh, Silver here. Getting over as a smaller comedy heel, uh, a member of the Dark Order, no less, uh, in pandemic times when crowds are limited. It, he's he's breaking ground uh, here, this guy. <laughs> so, all credit to John Silver getting on this pay-per-view here. Uh, they moved this match from the buy-in. And, uh, you know, it was a good uh, transitionary match to, to the next one. So... What can I say? There's a growing list of Dark Order members that I do not mind seeing every single week. Silver takes control of this match. Uh, We're just going to jump to the finish here. Stun Dog Millionaire. Silver fights back with a spin doctor to Cassidy. Silver attempts to hit the discus clothesline as an homage to his boss, Brody Lee. Whiffs it. Cassidy hits the orange uh, punch and pins Silver. One, two, three. Darby Allen versus Cody. Uh, with a clown car full of Nightmare family members here. There's like a half dozen people at the fucking ringside here with Cody. Cool paint on Darby tonight. 
Haven't seen him wrestle in a while. Feels like Justin Roberts announces our champion, Cody. Short pause. Rhodes! That's right, Cody Rhodes has his name back. Uh, AEW did not... Uh, WWE did not uh, re-up their trademark for that name of wrestler Cody Rhodes. So now he can be announced as such in AEW. Good for him. I'm sure he promptly trademarked his own name. Mike Chioda referring this one. Uh, we get face-to-face... Yeah. Uh, face versus face, rather. Cody has to play the bully here, basically, in this match. Darby is our hero, make no mistake. Great shoulder bumps to Asita here. Has a game plan. Determined. Time passes. Cody catches Darby, attempting a coffin drop. Darby explodes with strikes. A Yoshi tonic. They fight on. Darby pulls off a turnbuckle pad and lets Cody toss himself into it. Arn looking concerned at ringside. We get some biting from Cody here. Avalanche crossroads to Darby. His uh, arm lays under the rope, and Shiota breaks his count. Cody drags him to the center of the ring. Darby recovers and jumps on Cody's back with a sleeper hold. Cody goes to the top rope with Darby on board and falls backwards on top of Darby, who rolls to the outside to recover. Let's go to the finish. Stunner, coffin drop, near fall. Darby lifts Cody up. Cody hot dogs with Darby, waiting for a crossroads. Darby launches into a, a mess of pinning predicaments and wins this match clean 1-2-3 with a fancy pin. That's it. Darby wins. Yeah, uh, a definitive clean win here. Uh, a, a bit of a story here with Cody hot-dogging just long enough instead of just immediately hitting the crossroads on Darby, uh, giving him that extra little second. And that was actually the finish in a couple matches uh, this evening. But that's okay. It's not a distraction finish, per se. It's the wrestler's own pride uh, jousting their win. <laughs> uh, Taz appears after the match to talk shit and distract Cody and Darby as Starks and Cage can jump them. This assault ends with Cage tossing Darby through a set piece before laying him on the hood of a car. They're going to crush his arm in the door, but that plan uh, goes to shit as Will Hobbs appears with his uh, favorite chair to scare these men off. They're very scared of Will Hobbs. They want him to join their group, and when he shows up with a chair, they run away. That's it. Dasha with some special guests. QT and Dustin challenge Butcher and Blade to a bunkhouse match this Wednesday night on Dynamite. Uh, Penta L0M and uh, Ray Phoenix will fight. It's just being called Them vs. Them 2. I'm to understand uh, spoilers from what I saw on Dynamite tonight that uh, there's some unmasking going on. Tay Conti versus Red Velvet as well. Tay Conti, of course, a, uh, a protege? What's the word I'm looking for? Uh... The Dark Order is interested in Tay Conti, and Red Velvet, of course, assigned uh, aligned with Brandy Rhodes. Red Velvet will start showing up at Cody matches. She'll be, like, part of the Nightmare family. She'll, yeah, one more. Sure. We're going to need a bigger minivan. Sheeta versus Nyla Rose for the AW Women's Championship is next. Uh, Nyla in Mega Man-inspired ring gear. Sheeta in her Tifa-evoking gear with red highlights. In the short time of AW, these two have quite a history as well, just like Darby and Cody. Violent match. Both fight aggressively. Sheeta sells a knee before kneeing Nyla to death. And uh, pins are clean, 1-2-3. Vicky Guerrero is beside herself, screams at Nyla in the ring after the match, and slaps her. We get a video recap of the supposed long-time feud between FTR and the Young Bucks. They do their best to justify the weird non-turn of the Bucks as they spent weeks lashing out at employees of AEW, super-kicking them. Matt, of course, nursing a severely sprained ankle. Bucks adding the stip that if they do not win tonight, they will never challenge for the championships again. FTR with Tully in their corner. This one is underway. Our flippy guys can't flip. Our fisty guys can't... Fist, the injured Bucks go to work on Dax's hand uh, after some synchronized spots, and they keep working Dax's hand. Uh, these men run through the history of tag team wrestling, landing many rep reminiscent tag moves. JR beside himself, wondering why Matt keeps going for knee-intensive moves with his injury. Fantastic tag match. I prefer the Omega Page uh, versus Bucks match from earlier this year. 
based purely on the story that was being told there. But this is excellent. Matt uh, brings a chair into the ring at some point. Like, what? I don't know why he decided to do this. He, he could have DQ'd himself, and then would he be able to... Was that what that was supposed to be? Hold on. I need the bubbly. Was that what that was supposed to be? Is that, like, if if they lose, they can never challenge again, but if Matt was to disqualify himself by smacking Dax with a chair, that they would be disqualified? And that wouldn't be a loss, per se? That would be, like, they that'd be a... Stip- I, I wonder if that was what that was, because I thought it was completely ridiculous that he brought this chair into the match this late in the thing. He comes to his senses and drops the chair. Mindbreaker, Spike Piledriver to Matt, who gets his leg up on the rope to break the pin. FTR pulls off Matt's boot and begins to obliterate it. His foot, not the boot, that is. Uh, Nick dodges a flying cash wheeler, top rope, uh, 450 splash on Dax to break the submission hold he had on Matt. Cash clears Nick from the ring with a super kick, tags himself in. Cash turns Matt inside out with a kick, doesn't pin him, goes instead for a springboard 450 splash of his own. <coughs> Matt rolls away and hits the super kick with his bad leg to pin Cash Wheeler 1 2 3, just like I said in the Cody match. A little bit of hot dogging, a little bit of I know better. And that cost you your, your friggin' titles, my man. Uh, the Young Bucks are the new AEW Tag Champions. Omega arrives to hug it out with his boys. Hangman Page lingers in the tunnel alone. And the announcers do not reference him until after it has happened. A little bit of an Easter egg for everybody there. Just a, a shirtless, drink-carrying Hangman Page lingering in the tunnel by himself watching uh, the Bucks and Omega celebrate. Uh, I took way more uh, notes for this next match that I intended. I was like, I'm going to skip through this one, but so many different things were happening. It, it demanded a, a proper watch. We're headed to North Carolina for the Elite Deletion match. Matt Hardy versus Sammy Guevara. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. Sammy pulls up in a golf cart and is greeted by Neo the drone with a, and a hologram of Hardy. Hardy appears in the monster truck, sure, and crushes his cart. Sammy decks Hardy with a trash can. A referee appears and a bell is rung. It's nighttime. They're in the woods outside of Matt Hardy's house, basically. It's a hardcore match on the premises of of that house and grounds, as it were. Pro wrestlers ever drawn to the ring find themselves in a full gear branded ring in Hardy's backyard. Hardy sets up a large banquet table. Sammy is smashed through it. Ortiz and Santana appear to back up Sammy and break up the pin. Hardy grabs a walkie-talkie from under the ring and calls in the waiting private party. Hardy fails to defend himself, three versus one. Uh, versus the the inner circle. Private Party appears, however, in red jumpsuits and save their buddy Matt, who retreats to under the ring, producing Roman candles uh, when he reappears. What's more carny than shooting fireworks uh, in a wrestling match in your backyard? I don't know. Sammy lights his own Roman candle, and the men shoot at one another. Santana, Ortiz, and Private Party continue to duke it out in the ring, not actually having a match or anything, just have, just doing pro wrestling in the ring. Sammy rolls in the mud, pursued by Matt uh, and his Roman candle. Gangrel and Hurricane Helms appear. Uh, I'm just going to let that hang in the air for a second. That's what happens. Some nonsense. Sammy throws some people in a lake. Santana Ortiz, Private Party, Gangrel, Hurricane Helms, Matt, and Sammy brawl in and around the ring. Sammy pursues Hardy with a sledgehammer. Hardy lures him into a large garage with another wrestling ring in it and locks the door. A coffin, some tables, a ladder, a lawnmower, a prop garage, essentially. Hardy destroys Sammy, leaving him in a bloody mess, paying him back for all the cursed injury spots on the previous handful of months. He murders him with a chair and pins him one, two, three on the floor of the garage. This feud is over! Private Party helps Matt, put Sammy in a trash bin, and wheel him out to a pickup truck. Senior Benjamin drives Sammy away. Hardy and his friends celebrate. 
what the fuck was that? Uh, the the stark silence, the very violent nature of what they did in the garage with editing uh, of this pro wrestling match. It's not like one of these matches per pay per view is absolutely fine, uh, and there should always be one of these. Huge rub to Sammy uh, being involved in such a, a a thing like this when you really think about it. And uh, there's a huge future for Sammy Guevara. This feud needed to end, however. This was a fine way to do it. A, a, a quote-unquote safe way to do it as well. And, uh, yeah. Jake Roberts and Lance Archer standing by in an alley murdering someone. Archer calls uh, out everyone in All Elite Wrestling and says everyone dies. So there's your Archer for, for the night. Chris Jericho versus MJF is next. If MJF wins, he can enter the inner circle, so to speak. Video recap. MGF strikes uh, Jericho-esque uh, pose. Wardlow holds his... Uh, Wardlow then takes his ring and coat. Jericho enters to Judas in kayfabe. Santana Ortiz and Sammy are in the trash in North Carolina. Cannot intervene in this match, of course, having thoughts on MGF joining the Dark Order. Wardlow and Hagar are at ringside, but just kind of in the wings, uh, taking it easy. Not, not actively involved in this match. Jericho lifts MGF for a big slam and I lose my feed for 10 seconds. It's Jericho and MGF. Obviously, this is worth a fucking watch. It's not too long. MGF reverses a Judas effect into a Fujiwara armbar. Jericho with a rope break. MGF beckons to Wardlow for the dynamite diamond ring. Whiffs a punch. Jericho asks Hagar to toss him Floyd the bat. MGF plays dead so that ref Audrey Edwards questions Jericho for an illegal hit. MGF hits a big roll-up with a, uh, a trunks grab here for a pin. One, two, three. MGF and Jericho share a handshake hug. Jericho welcomes MGF and Wardlow into the inner circle. Fine match. Um, it also made you believe that had this gone the distance, both men trying to cheat, obviously. Uh, Jericho only doing so after he saw MJF was going to. Uh, but that MJF could have could have legitimately won here if he absolutely had to. They're, they're not That's not brought into question here, either. Keeps him a threat to Jericho, even though they are now allied. We'll see. We get a quick ad for Revolution, which is coming up in February of 2021, if we ever get there. Dash it backstage with Orange Cassidy and best friends Miro Kip and Penelope appear. Kip wants an apology from Orange for nearly getting Penelope hurt in the scrum on Dynamite. He apologized. He gets slapped. And Orange, the bigger man, leads the best friends out. Keddy Inkst Inkston. Yeah. Eddie Kingston versus John Moxley. Recap of their weeks of incredible promos. Your main event and I quit match for the AW Championship. Right hands, strikes, we grapple down to the mat. Before too long, a limping Kingston tosses chairs into the ring. A bleeding Moxley brandishing a barbed wire bat clubs Eddie and ruins his plans. Moxley presses the bat against Ed Eddie's head. Eddie fights back, tossing a chair at Mox. Kingston's still in control here. He pulls a strand of barbed wire, wraps his hand, and punches the champion, raking his face. Kingston with a Kimura lock, sort of. Nobody quitting here. Moxley reverses a suplex and plants Kingston on a pair of chairs he once again set up. Thumbtacks get involved. Kingston grabs a bottle of rubbing alcohol. Low blows Moxley twice, continues to stomp his nuts. Eddie pours alcohol onto Moxley's wounds. This sounds uh, like a fucking horror movie now that I think about it. Uh, Kingston punches Moxie with a handful of tacks. Barbed wire is back. No, forget that. Kingston grabs a root choke instead. If Moxley passes out, he wins, right? Moxley would retain the championship if he can't say I quit, if he's in fact in unconscious. Opponent has to say I quit. That always goes. Moxley eats a number of strikes before grabbing a sleeper of his own. Pile driver locks in sleeper again. Underhooks paradigm shift. Eddie flips off the ref. He does not quit. Moxley finds the barbed wire. Eddie discarded. There's no other way out. Moxley streams. There's no other way out, Eddie. Moxley grabs a bulldog barbed wire choke, which might be the first 
ever. Eddie can only take so much, he quits. Moxie celebrates for a while before going to help his friend to his feet. Eddie is insulted by this and slinks away to the back. Moxie's next opponent, Kenny Omega, appears and to talk some shit. And JR says goodnight, and so do I. It's been a long week. It's been, uh... uh listen, there's a lot going on. Uh, thank you all for, for hanging with me, waiting till late Wednesday here for the Sultans of Slam. I promise to have uh, the next episode of Sultans out this weekend where I review uh, tonight's Dynamite that has already happened, wrapped up. You've probably already watched it. So you know where all this is going. Good for you. Uh, so, yeah, look for a public beta podcast on Friday. Me and Reed talking about the new consoles, new games, and of course, Pokemon. Looking to wrap up that feature very soon. At Titsiceberg is us on Twitter. LeahTitsiceberg.com is my email address. You can leave a question, topic, concern, <laughs> topic, whatever you want to do. Uh, anywhere you see this posted in the comments or whatever we find it interesting, we will mention it on the show. Thank you as always for listening. I'll talk to you again in a few days. That's the Sultan's Up. Slam! Everybody-